the, 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 the past couple weeks, Bereshis and Noyach, are a very, um, I guess it's an, you can use it as sort of as a, like a case study of like what happens to the world without Yidin, right? That's really what's, what's going on. Those 2,000 years from Bereshis until Noyach and then Noyach until Avram Avinu, it's without Nishmas Yisrael. There's no uh, Yidin in the world. Avram Avinu is the first Yid. And so to really figure out what a Yid is and what's our role, what's our place, what's our tachlis, like that's a perfect way of thinking of it. Like what exactly does Avram Avinu bring to the world in Parshish Lachacha that somehow fixes the problems that, that's been going on in Breshis and Noach? So to understand that, so let's think about what exactly went wrong in Breshis and Noach. What were the problems that come from a world without Nishmas Yisrael? And then how does Nishmas Yisrael solve that problem? All right, so we know that in, in Parashas Bereshis and Noyach, there are two main issues. The Dharmabal and the Dharaflaga. Okay, Dharmabal we know is just crazy. Things were just mamish crazy. Uh, the main issues that we know were taking place was Begam Habris and Yanam of Arias, men and women issues, right? The confusion of that whole Indian. And Geneva and Gezela, theft and so on. They're not having boundaries between one person and another. <coughs> that led to the flood, okay? Then you have the Dharaflaga. Darflaga was a generation that they were focused on, on a mission, on a task of building, of uh, creating, but it was in a way of rebelling against Hashem. By the Mabel, you don't find, you don't find from the generation of the flood that there was like this frustration and anger against God. They're doing their own thing. They're just, they're just doing their own thing. But uh, with the Darflaga, there seems to be this, this frustration and anger, and even jealousy against Hashem. So let's figure, figure this out. What exactly is this coming from? Okay, so I want to share with you, a, a, this is a, a subtle point. It's like a psychological nakuda, but it's something that you find in the writings of uh, Ishbitza, and uh, it's, it's a very important point, because if we, if, we if we could figure out exactly what the issue is with the world without Kla Yisrael, and how it emerges, how like it, these issues surface, there are Mabel and there are Flaga, then Avram Avinu is plugging those holes. You know, Avram Avinu comes to fix that. So, let's understand. See, uh, uh, what was the issue with the Dharamabal? What was the problem? Where was that coming from? So it's like this. You know, there was an old. Um, there was an old like nowadays it's not so relevant anymore. But back in the day, there was a philosophy which was which was very enticing to people, and people really fell for this. Um, which was the the kadmos ha'olam that the world always was, the world always was. The world wasn't created at a certain point and then moving forward has you know it it always was. Now even though that philosophy we don't necessarily believe anymore because like we all know that the world has a beginning even scientifically we know that there's a beginning, but that philosophy has a psychological effect as well. There is such a thing where a person believes that who they are always was. Always was, always is, always will be. And the meaning of that is as follows. There are some people that when they wake up in the morning, they don't necessarily have that drive of answering a basic question, which is, why am I here? What do you mean, why am I here? Do we ask, let me explain it this way. Does, would any of us ask about Hashem? Like kids ask this question of like, where did God come from? Why is He here? Who, who, who gave birth to, to Hashem or something? Like, who are His parents? Children ask that question. But as adults, we know we don't ask that question. Why? First of all, we don't have a good answer. But the real answer is because God was, is, and always will be. 
God doesn't have a beginning. And when something doesn't have a beginning, a middle or an end, it doesn't have to explain itself or legitimize why it's here. It just, it is. Kacha. There is such a thing where a person has that feeling and that sense of, I always was. I always was. Then do you have meaning? Oh, that's the point. Then there is no meaning. A person that has that feeling of, I was, is, and always will be, on the one hand, initially, that might create a person, that might create a, per, that might create a feeling within the person of, of absolute like, inner peace and inner calm, of like, oh, I don't have to legitimize myself to anyone, I don't have to prove to anyone why I'm worth living, I exist. And th- so initially, it might be very, very calming. But like, as Avtali is pointing out, when you take it just a little bit further, what, the result of that is a life without any focus, a life without any drive, without any meaning, without any mission. It's nothing. Where in other words, what you can describe this is, this is a life without any name. It's a nameless life. What does it mean to have a name? A name means this is, this is what you're about. This is what you're for. A name is the, is the word that, in, that contains within it your shlichus, your mission, your objective, what you're supposed to do with the world. There is such a phenomenon as psychologically a person being nameless. And the namelessness of the person means that they just feel it, they are. When they look in the mirror, they don't see anything deficient. There's nothing missing, this is who I am. Anything that I feel, anything that I experience, it always was, is, and will be, and I don't have to legitimize anything. Kacha, I am because I am. When Adam Arishan was created, when the, when the whole world was created in, in Parshish Bereshit, Chazal say a sentence about the creation, which was, everything was created fully developed. Adam was created not as a little baby that had to grow. Adam was created as a 20-year-old person, fully developed. When the cow was uh, created, the first cow, it was created as an adult cow. Chicken was created as a chicken, right? Everything was created fully developed and nameless. And, and let's understand, that entire generation, those many generations, 10 generations, from Adam Rishon until the Mabel, those were generations that were stamped with the psychological memory of what life was in Gan Eden. And when a person looks back and sort of in the back of their memory banks, there's something there that tells you, I existed before this world. Like Gan Eden is like before this world, you know what I'm saying? Other Mishnah is a different universe. And the collective memory of humanity in those first ten generations was that we existed before this world. We existed in that place called Gan Eden, which we can't figure out, we don't know what that's like, but we know that we were there. And we still remember the, 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 the effect of being created fully developed. And we still remember the effect of being <coughs> created without a name. Adam doesn't have a name. He never was given a name. Even Chava that's given a name is given a name after the Chait. But Adam doesn't have a name. He's just man. And what this does to those earlier generations is it gives them initially a sense of calm, a sense of peace, a sense of serenity, a sense of like, I am who I am, an inner confidence, but ultimately there's no drive to do anything. There's no drive to do anything, there's no drive to accomplish. This is why, for example, those early generations were living like hundreds of years. Mamish, hundreds of years. That, that, because that's a reflection of the psychology that they were having as well. Living for hundreds of years, me, like we have a hard time, 120 years, you know I mean? We have a hard time being conscious of the fact that we have a beginning and an end. Can you imagine living for centuries, for 500 years? You're not even getting married until you're 500 years old. So for 500 years, you're just living as a bacher, like, you know, 
doing, you know, whatever Bachram do for 500 years. That, that, like, what does that do to a person psychologically? What that does is, yeah, so much, right. What, what that does to a person is that, is that they, they, they and, and they're happy with that. They're at peace because when they looked in the mirror, they saw a reflection of just as Hashem exists without a reason, and He doesn't have to prove Himself to anyone, and Hashem doesn't have to do anything to make Himself worthy of being God. He is God. So that's how we are too. And the result of that was Begam Habris. The result of that was, why is Begam Habris? Begam Habris means aimlessness. It means there's no kivon, there's no direction, there's no, this is my focus. When a person, a husband and wife, means there's a focus. It means I, I, I'm focused, my energies are focused to this person alone, and I'm not going to allow myself to get lost in other places. There's a focus, there's a directive, there's a, there's a, there's a, a union between uh, light and vessel, so to speak, between potential and actual reality, bringing things forward. When a person is, when a husband and wife are living together in a proper way and it produces best Hashem children, it means something has potential and it actually, you followed through with it, Lamaisa. Something came, it wasn't just is. You produced something, you produced a human being. There was some Paris that came with it. But the, the, the early generations, it was just Pagama Bris in a way that it was, it was fruitlessness. They were, they were not fixated, they were not focused on producing anything. There's, no, there's nothing to produce. We are who we are, and that's it. Geneva is the same thing. Theft is the same thing. It's, it's boundaryless. There's no mechitzas. There's no real identity of who I am. Who I am is just I am. And who are you? You just are. There's nothing that gives me an individual identity in terms of what I've accomplished in life. There's nothing, I don't have a name. I don't have, there's no uh, letters uh, after my name, there's no, there's no doctor, mister, rabbi, there's nothing. Who am I? I just am. The same thing as you. And that creates a lack of borders. It creates an absolute just anarchy of, of why should I stop? Why should I not you know, take that object that you have? Because it's yours. Well, who are you? You exist just like I exist. Is there such a thing as theft when it comes to animals? No. There's, there's, don't get me wrong, there's the law of the jungle of like, you don't want to take uh, the zebra away from the lion's mouth because he might bite your head off. But it's not because like, it's, a, it's a, a legal issue, it's not a moral issue, it's just uh, taking care of yourself. Why is that? Because animals are also nameless. They just are. There's no sense of beginning and end, there's nothing like that. It's just surviving, just living. So there's no boundaries. This is what happened, this was the issue of the Dharma Mabal. It was all coming because they have this memory of Ganeidin, this memory of Adam and Chava. And then you shift to the opposite extreme, like always the way it is, right? It always goes from one extreme to the other. So the destruction of that generation took place with the Mab, which is also just facelessness. The world is just covered by water. And when you look at the water, there's no, there's no division. There's no, it's simple. It is. Even in halacha, by the way, and uh, th this has to do with halachas of, of God forbid, niguna, in situations where, where a person just like disappears and you don't know what happens to him. The Gemara talks about it if a guy is like lost at sea. So in halacha, there's a, there's a, there's a concept that's called mayim she'en lam saif. That uh, when a person's, God forbid, a person's lost in a body of water, it's, it, 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 it's classified as water that's endless. The ocean is, is described as something that's endless. It doesn't have a beginning, it doesn't have an end. The water, the, 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 the situation of creation before creation was mayim, mayim, just all water. The idea of water is, the mabal was a reflection of their problem. Their problem was, they, they saw themselves as just always being. Never beginning, never having an end, and not having a direction because of that. So they're destructionists through water as well.
And then you move to Noyach. And Noyach opens a new chapter in human psychology. Noyach is the first person in Tanakh, in all of Chumash, that's given a name, and his name is given to him because of something that he will do. He's given the name Noyach, he is going to accomplish something with his life. He's going to bring us comfort. He's going to create a plow, whatever. He's going to do whatever he does to deserve that name of Nayach. Nayach begins a new chapter in human psychology that now people, when they look in the mirror, they do not see a, 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 something that always was. Nayach means now, now humanity is driven with a purpose, with a mission. Humanity does not see themselves as always existing. A person from Noyach and on, now a person sees themselves as inherently empty and inherently lacking life. And now you have to forge your life. You have to now create something for yourself. This is why Noyach is introduced in, in Parshish Noyach. As Ela told us Noyach. These are his children. These are his accomplishments. Because Adam, those early generations, they don't need accomplishments. What do I need accomplishments? What do, what do I need to produce? Why should I produce anything? I'm fine. I'm fine. But Noyach says, no, 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 no. If I don't produce, then I am absolutely not fine. I, am, I, I don't exist. I simply don't exist without my production. My paris, my fruitfulness, is, my, is, is how I exist. Ela told us Nayach. These are the, the fruits of Nayach. And then it says, Nayach Isha, who was Nayach? So Rashi already says, like, why? It's backwards. Tell me who Nayach is, and then tell me about his children. No, no, no. That's the point of who Nayach was. The, the psychology of the Nayach type is that I exist only once I produce something. Now, initially, that solves the problem of the Dharamal, because now people are motivated. And in fact, with the generation of the dispersion, humanity got together to actually accomplish something. They came together to build a tower, to build a civilization. That's, there was, that didn't happen in the earlier generations because there was no motivation to do anything. Now they're motivated. So initially, it sounds good. People are motivated, they're accomplishing, they're moving, they're building industries and so on. But here's the problem. Deep down, there's a deep frustration and anger and jealousy against God. Because God simply exists, and God doesn't have to prove Himself. But then God makes us, and we have to prove ourselves every single second. It's not fair. And there's a deep frustration in the generations of Noyach, in that feeling of, I don't exist unless I produce, and I'm defined based on my production, so I'd rather not be alive. Like, what do I need this for? Like, you're creating me in such a way that, that I, I'm compelled to produce because otherwise I feel empty. Uh, thank you so much. Instead of that, why don't you make me like you and I'll just be. But no, you make me deficient and you make me empty. You make me feel completely, you know, just like an empty space. And all I'm, and I have to do now is to fill that. So what you see by the Dara is that by the Dara they weren't upset about God. Adarabah were exactly like Hashem. What happens is that they're living aimless lives. But the Dara Flaga, that they're focused on a mission, on a task at hand, and doing something, accomplishing and building a, you know, a huge uh, civilization. But what's the drive of that? Where does that lead? To an anger and a jealousy and a frustration against God Himself. Because like, why do, what, what, type of, what type of kind God is that? That He's going to produce people that feel an absolute lack of existence unless they produce something? Why would he do that? It's just like leading, it's, it's producing people with, with this innate sense of frustration. Like, what type of God would do such a thing? And so there's the Dara Flaga is the flip side of the Dara Mabel. Both of them have these fundamental problems. The Dara Mabel, we are who we are. 
without any aim of life, which brings to depression and yish and so on. And then you have the Everything is about having that direction. Everything is about having that production. But that leads to anger and frustration because what do we need this for? Like I, we didn't ask for any of this. All of this is because there's no Nishmas Yisrael. The definition of a neshama, the purpose of Nishmas Yisrael, is to solve these problems. How so? See, it's interesting. Hashem says to Avram, Lech Lecha. See, it's interesting. The first thing Hashem says to the Yid is, do something. So already that's a noyachtic philosophy. So already that sounds like okay. It means that now Hashem is charging the, Jew, the first Jew with being mission-oriented. Ah, do something, accomplish. But what is that mission? Here's the difference. Noyach, the generations of Noyach also embraced the concept of having a mission. But their mission was produce something and that will be your identity. That will be your identity. Just do something. Like I've heard this even from uh, even modern day uh, philosophers, they have this idea of like that the happiness comes from effort, from embracing a sense of purpose and a sense of, and a sense of accomplishment. And so what is it that you have to accomplish? doesn't matter. Just accomplish something. Even if it's moving that rock from that corner to that, just do something. Now that might sound initially fine, but deep down it turns into the Darhaflog, it turns into that depression of like, what do I need this for? What, I didn't ask to have this need to accomplish. And then I'm just accomplishing something that's meaningless just in order to make sure that I don't feel depressed about myself. Like, so Hashem gives Avram Avinu the mission, but what is the mission? The mission is, Lech Lecha, the mission is, go discover yourself. You see, Nishmas Yisrael is this, is this, the secret of Nishmas Yisrael is the following. It's bringing together the worlds of Adam and the worlds of Nayach, which is, that you exist. You always existed. You have a deep identity. But that deep identity, you don't know until you discover it. See, here's the difference. With Adam, those earlier generations, they thought when they just wake up in the morning, they are who they are. And there's no effort that they have to put in to discover themselves. They are who they are. And then you have Noyach. Noyach is, I don't have an identity. I have to make an identity for myself by accomplishing something. The Chiddush of Nishmas Yisrael is, no, 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 you have an identity. But you don't know that identity. That identity is a secret. That identity is deep. It's sublime. It's divine. It's infinite. And you have to put in work to discover yourself. And that's the purpose of your work. The purpose of your work, of your toil, is not to create this new identity based on what you've accomplished, of just randomly picking a project and doing it, and then, oh, that's who I am. No, no, your project in life is discover yourself, because you don't know who you are by just waking up in the morning. Lech lecha, go into yourself and discover yourself. That's your mission and that's your drive. This is what Nishmas Yisrael brought, brings to the world. Nishmas Yisrael brings to the world a sense of purpose, of mission, of drive, but that, perp- that drive itself is to just deepen your, your, a self-discovery, to discover that part of you that always was and always is and always will be. Because that part of you, which is divine, is not on the surface. This is the mistake that the early generations made. The generations of Adam thought that, of course, we have a part of us which is, which is godlike. But that part of us which is godlike, you meet it right away. That's not true. That's the Chiddush of Nishmas Yisrael. That part of you which is godlike is so deep and so sublime, it's going to take you 120 years to figure it out. And, that's, and that mission, that avoida of Avram Avinu, of going, of moving, of searching, of, of striving, it's about, it's, about, it's about peeling back the layers of yourself and discovering how deep you were, because you don't know how deep you are. 
You think you're deep, you're not deep. You don't know how deep you are. It takes work and it takes years. It takes Torah mitzvahs. It takes avayda, pnimius, in order to discover who you are. But that's your mission, to discover who you are. This is why it's an amazing thing. Avram Avinu has a name, right? His name is Avram. But he embraces that name Avram to what? For the ultimate goal of discovering a name that he didn't even know he had, which was Avraham. So it's all about a name. But Avram Avinu, the others are given these, like, like these, these dual names. You're given Avram, okay? That means the name that you have to use to work and to accomplish. But what are you, what are you accomplishing? It's all for one purpose, to discover that name that God has given you already, which is Avraham. So there's the name sort of that your parents give you, which is like, those are the tools that you have to actually do work in this world. But what is that for? What are you digging for? What are you looking for? What you're looking for is the name that God gave you. And this is something we do find with the Yishbitzer as well, is that everyone has many names. You have a name that you name yourself. There's a name that your parents name you. Name you. But then there's a name that God gives you. And the purpose of life is ultimately to discover that name. But you've got to use the tools that you have. You've got to embrace the avoid of life, Torah mitzvahs and living and uh, being a functional person in society, but for what purpose? Not to be able to say, after 120, and say, who am I? I am the person that produced Shem Cham and Yafas. That's, that's who Nayach is, the father of Shem Cham and Yafas. That produces a Darav Laga. That, 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 that's, not, that's not healthy. The answer is, who am I? I am the person that was able to discover my own name. And then when I find my own name, I own it. That's who I am. It's not something that I just wake up knowing. It's something that I've earned. It's something that I've been able to allow myself to truly understand. Because this is the Chiddush of Nishmas Yisrael, is that you're deeper than you think. And the only way to discover that depth is by working, is by living a life of 120 years to discover that depth. That depth is not superficial at all. Who you are is not superficial. It's not something that you just discover when you look in the mirror, and it's not something that's defined based on your actions. It's something deeper than both. And you have to find that with effort. That's the Chiddush of Nishmas Yisrael. Now, by the way, those that are, um, I know some of you guys are into politics, so this dynamic, this dynamic is mamish what the world is experiencing right now. This this Adam on one side, Noach on the other. It's everything we're talking about. And this is exactly why the world right now is ripe for Avram Avinu's reemergence, for the emergence of Nishmas Yisrael, to tell the world that what you think you are when you wake up in the morning, that's not your identity. But that doesn't mean that your identity is defined based on how many millions of dollars you make either. Your identity is deeper than that. And you have to spend a lifetime of effort to discover who you are. But the tachlis is to discover who you are, maskim. But you don't know who you are yet unless you put an effort to find it. And then you're finding out who you are, Tak. That's the Chiddush of Nishmas Yisrael. No. It's not an easy thing, but that's a, that's a lifetime of avoid. That's lech lecha. Go to yourself. You find out who you are. And that's what Avram Avinu is then told. And, where, and what, what, what do I use? Like, you know, what's my uh, metal detector? You know what I'm saying? Like, what, what, how, how do I use to find that self? So Hashem tells him. Hashem says, from your house, from your country, from your father's home. I mean, it's, I mean, as Hashem is saying, is that everything that you need to discover yourself, I've given you in your background, in your upbringing, in your way of thinking. It's all there. Don't rely on it like the first generations of Adam just to say, Kacha, that's who I am. But, but use your experiences and use your, your par- character traits and use your perspective and use your background. Those are the tools that I'm giving you to lach lecha, to find yourself. So you have it within you to do it. It's not some other place. It's within you. 
but you gotta, you gotta, you gotta put in the work to find it. And that, that idea is the most satisfying mission that any human being could have. To be given a mission that you're going to spend 120 years working hard for what? To find yourself and to discover how deep you are because until that 120 years, you, you can't find, you don't know how deep you, you don't know how deep the rabbit hole goes in, within you. That's satisfying. That's an amelus, that's an effort that's self-satisfying. And that's an amelus that the world will be receptive to hear. And Yidin are 100% receptive to you. That's who we are. That's Avram Avinu. That's Lech Lecha. No, Hashem should help us. We should be zaycha not to have any of these issues of the mabla and a flug and confusion, babulim, both aimlessness and hyper-focus of, of emission without any real inherent value. If you have Avram Avinu, Hashem should help us. We should be zaycha to that. And... Uh, we should all accept that mission of Lech Lecha and Taka return to Eretz Yisrael. Be yes, Gol Tzedek. Mehr v'meinu Amen.